This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Thursday the 20th of July. In your Squiz Today, kick off for the Women's World Cup. Trump could face new charges, a US soldier bolts into North Korea, and Barbie Heimer is finally here. This is your Squiz Today. We have been hyped about this for a while, Alice, but the day of the Women's World Cup is finally here. 32 teams are here in Australia and New Zealand, our co-host, and we've got two games coming up today. Yeah, it's host first, Alex, with New Zealand playing Norway at 4.30pm mm-hmm. our time, while the Matildas are facing off against Ireland at 730 tonight. They're playing at Stadium Australia in Sydney, and the crowd is expected to reach a record of 82,500 people. The Irish have been engaging in a bit of pre-game banter, Mm. saying that with the Aussies the favourites to win the match, Ireland gets to play without that pressure, but we'll have to see who comes out on top. (laughs) And yes, while the Aussies (laughs) are the favourite to win tonight's match, let's have a look at the chances for the rest of the tournament. So the Matildas are currently ranked 10th in the world and we're expected to get past the group stage. Mm. Along with Ireland, we're also in a group with Nigeria and Canada. From there, it's anyone's guess what happens though, but commentators have noted that our captain, Sam Kerr, thrives under pressure. Even casual watchers probably have heard of Kerr's name. She's the Perth-born player who now plays for Chelsea in the English Premier League. She's a top goal scorer there. Other notable names on the Aussie team are Caitlin Ford, Ellie Carpenter and Mackenzie Arnold. And while we back the Aussies to the end, we should say that the bookies are tipping the USA to take out the ultimate trophy. Look, the US are the defending champions. They have won the last two Women's World Cups. But here is hoping for an Aussie upset. The tournament will run until the 20th of August, with Australia hosting 35 matches across five cities. There are still tickets available, or else some of the matches will be available free to air on Channel 7. In less popular sporting competitions, Alice, let's check in on the 2026 Commonwealth Games, which we heard yesterday had been booted out of Victoria over concerns about the cost. Mm, And so far, it seems like there aren't too many others who are keen to foot the bill. Mm. The British Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, said in a statement that he hopes Australia can find a viable solution to hosting the Games here, although the Commonwealth Games organisers have said they'd be open to a conversation with the city of Birmingham in the UK, which hosted the 2022 Games. There's also a report that the Indian city of Ahmedabad could put in a bid to rescue the Games ahead of their bid to host the 2036 Olympics. Back here in Australia, more athletes yesterday were expressing their strong disappointment in the decision, with Olympic gold medalist Grant Hackett saying that he found the cancellation of the Games deflating. Donald Trump is back in the news after revealing that he has received a new letter from prosecutors indicating that he might be about to face more criminal charges over the January 6th riots. 
Now, there are a lot of Trump investigations, Alice, so let's just quickly put this one into context. Yeah, this case is different to the hush money case that was the first criminal indictment against Trump and is being Mm. brought in the state of New York. It's also different to the case about keeping classified documents at Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort, although this latest case is being brought by the same team of federal prosecutors. Have you got that, Alex? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The latest news refers to Trump's actions around the riot at the US Capitol on January 6th. Prosecutors have been investigating a variety of charges, including whether Trump obstructed an official proceeding or incited, assisted or aided an insurrection, as well as fraud allegations relating to Trump's fundraising around the riot. Trump said on social media that he expects to appear before a grand jury within days. And it is worth noting that there is one more criminal investigation of Trump that we haven't mentioned yet. This is about whether he tried to interfere with the election in the swing state of Georgia. Mm. We will bring you updates on all of these cases as they happen. Alice, this is a US-adjacent story. An American soldier has created a major diplomatic incident by deliberately crossing the border into North Korea, where it's believed he is now in custody. What do we know about this guy? His name is Travis King, and he's been stationed in South Korea, although for almost two months Mm. he's been in a South Korean prison on assault charges. The US Army has released some limited information about King, They say that he's a cavalry scout who joined the army in January 2021. They also said that he was due to fly back to Texas and had actually gone through customs at the airport before he bolted. Mm. And the next we know of him is that he was sprinting across the North Korean border. We don't know much more than that yet, but experts have said this could become a headache for US President Joe Biden. Yeah, the US and North Korea are not the best of friends. Mm -mm. And if (laughs) Kim Jong-un has a bargaining chip, that is bad news for Joe Biden. There was already tension between the two nations after a US submarine arrived in South Korea just yesterday and the North responded by shooting two ballistic missiles into the sea. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. The day is finally here, Alice. (laughs) Not only do we get the World Cup, but it is also the launch of two of the biggest movies of the year – Barbie and Oppenheimer. We are we are spoiled. We really are. And we've heard so much marketing about the Barbie movie. So now we finally get to see it, Alex. Mm. We've also seen the reviews flowing in and there's plenty of five-star recommendations for it from the critics. So it might just live up to the hype. <laughs> 
A movie that couldn't be more different to the pink fantasy of Barbie, though, is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. It's about the man who invented the nuclear bomb. And even though these are totally different films, as you can probably imagine, (laughs) a meme about seeing both films on the same day seems to be turning into a reality, with US cinemas reporting a surge in joint ticket sales for what's being called the Barbieheimer double screening. (laughs) I am actually so excited to see both films. I don't know if I'll do it on the same day. (laughs) But Barbie is expected to outsell Oppenheimer, although industry watchers have said that the real winner is likely to be cinemas themselves, which have had a few rough years since the pandemic. Some analysts say that the big screen event could even boost the fortunes of some other recent releases, like the latest Mission Impossible film. So, Tom Cruise, you have Barbie to thank. (laughs) Squiz the day, Alice. It is Thursday, which means there is a new Squiz Shortcuts out. And this week, you and I talked about China's slowing economy. Yeah, it was a good one. And as for what else is coming up today, we've already mentioned Barbie, Oppenheimer and the Matildas facing off against (laughs) Ireland. I think that's enough to look forward to today, Alex. Well, what more could you need? (laughs) Yes, that is it for us today. Thank you for listening and we'll be back with you tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although Mm. they do leak (laughs) a a, a fair amount of it. And there is a famous time when when, um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers the day before the budget and was able to print... such an incredible story. ...was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, (laughs) But the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.